You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast. Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football. Scared money don't make money. All right, folks, bonus episode here of Getting Swamped. We hosted a Gator Collective Space actually last night for you folks, but I will upload it tonight, which actually it did happen tonight, but you might not be able to listen to it until technically tomorrow. But uh, yeah, man, Kingsley Eaglecon, Ricky Persall, Desmond Watson, all were in attendance for this Gator Collective Space. We asked them questions and let the fans ask questions at the end which is what every Gator Collective Space does. And I had the pleasure of co-hosting this with Chris Giannis, Gator Jen, and uh, even Marcus Stokes makes an appearance there as well, Florida Gator commit uh, quarterback. So, uh, yeah, really good space. It does get funny at the end. I will say this, it does get really funny at the end. And a Miami fan comes in there and asks a question, and it gets it gets pretty funny. But uh, you have to sit here listen to it all the way towards the end. But, hey, man, I, I was supposed to go to the game actually this past weekend and I and I couldn't and I can't go this weekend so I'm reserving my trip to Gainesville for Florida LSU weekend and the reason I'm reserving that is because Gator Collective is putting on an event which I'll be at and and, and other guys will be at too it'll be at the social in Midtown down there in Gainesville you guys obviously you know where that's at if you've ever been to Gainesville and Celebration Point and all those other places down there it'll be on October the 14th from 5 to 7 p.m. at the social rooftop at Midtown the doors will open at 4 p.m. if you're a Gator Collective member already hats off to you thank you so much for that uh, if you're a Gator Collective member though your tickets 20 bucks if you're not a member it'll be 30 bucks and if you have a kiddo under 12 it's only 10 bucks for them, but we're talking about baseball, basketball, track and field, softball, tennis, and uh, Gator greats, Frankie Hammond Jr., Clifford Taylor, D. Webb, and Major Wright might make an appearance too. I believe I was told about that. They haven't updated the website with the names yet, but they have the names on the website. So if you're a fan of basketball, track and field, softball, baseball, tennis, uh, go to the site. Uh, go to Gator Collective, and it'll be right on the front where it's a LSU Week event. You click that, it'll tell you who's coming, how much the ticket prices are. Got to be fun, man. I, I, I love I love Midtown. Uh, I actually love being down there, so I'll definitely be down there for that weekend as well. But, man, yeah, as I said, uh, Gator Collective space for last night got really interesting, and uh, tomorrow I'm supposed to have on Zach Goodall. We're supposed to... Review Eastern Washington and preview Missouri. So I'm sorry for you folks that I've been waiting for an episode this week. It's just been a rough one for me, actually for Zach too. We're we're both pretty busy during the season, and I, obviously I work on top of doing everything that I do. So uh, yeah, man, I, it was very I was very honored to be a co-host once again for one of these Gator Collective Spaces. So check it out, man. Ricky Purcell, Kingsley Aglecon. Desmond Watson, Ventro Miller, Marcus Stokes, special appearance there. Uh, really good questions, and as I said, it gets funny at the end. So check it out, folks. The Gator Collective Space from last night. It's, uh, it's been a while. I think even before fall camp that we had a spaces. Um, we're super excited. Um, this is Jen. We're going to, I think, try to do these every week going forward, um, and it might be some may be on the um, Gator Collective platform, so make sure if you're not a member, join because um, this is the way during the season, especially to get the access to the athletes, to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations. Um, I wanted to give, well, I've got you here a couple updates. Um, the first is we were looking at some numbers. We've been launched for about a year now, 
and we've worked with 128 athletes. So that's um, more than 25% of the athletes at UF across 11 sports. So there's only three that we haven't hit yet. Um, and we're working to, uh, to get those guys on board as well. But um, that's pretty awesome. And that's due to your support and you guys um, joining and helping support these UF um, Gator student athletes. And the uh, last thing I want to mention, LSU game. It is sold out. We're going to have a full stadium next weekend. Um, Friday night, we are taking over the rooftop at Social, um, right there on University, across from the stadium. We're going to have current Gator athletes there, some former Gator athletes there. Um, come on out. If you go to our website, there's ticket information there. But it is the place to be on a Friday night before a game. It's from 5 to 7 p.m. And, uh, you know, don't pay the cover later. Just come hit us up uh, for the happy hour beforehand and, and stay for the night. So um, hopefully you guys, if you haven't checked it out, go on our website, GatorCollective.com, and grab your tickets for that today. Um, and then for tonight's event, we've got uh, – we're partway through the season. We've got three guys who have really been impressing everyone on the field. Um, we've got Kingsley and Desmond and Ricky, and we're super excited to have them here with us tonight. I'm going to turn it over to – Chris and David to um, get some preliminary questions out of the way. And then once we get through that part, we'll go ahead and open it up for you guys to, uh, to ask some questions and, uh, and interact with the guys directly. So with that, I will turn it over to David Soderquist and Chris Yanez. Um, both guys mentioned your podcasts. I know you both uh, have a podcast or co-hosts on podcasts going on. So mention those and we appreciate all you guys uh, being here tonight. Well, thank you, Jen. Uh, yeah, so for those that may not know me, uh, I'm Chris James. Um, I've actually co-hosted some spaces here with David in the past and also currently uh, a relatively new co-host with Neil Shulman and all kinds of weather. Do uh, We do a, a weekly podcast during the football season where we drop about two podcasts a week. So definitely excited to be here again. David? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, David from GettingSwamp.com. Uh, Getting Swamp, the podcast I started a while back. Uh, really excited to be part of this once again with Chris and uh, ready to get these preliminary questions rolling and uh, get some uh, get some fan questions after that. Sounds good. Well, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, fellas, we've, we're, oh, this weekend will actually mark the halfway point in the season. Obviously, uh, We've had some really exciting moments throughout the season thus far. Uh, just kind of opening the floor to everybody and giving them an opportunity to speak. You know, whatever. What are some of the things that you've really enjoyed most about the season thus far, and, and starting a new regime with Billy Napier, and then um, maybe some of your favorite moments with your teammates? Uh, for me, it's fun to just get back out on the field and uh, have the opportunity to go represent the university and represent the team, and. Um, also, it's just great to see all the fans back out there and get to experience the swamp once again. But uh, it's been pretty cool getting to get into this new offense with Coach Napier and uh, getting to see what it's really like when we get into battle with him. Uh, for me, I feel like most interesting to me probably learning from uh, different people. I feel like all coaches got a different way of teaching, and I feel like it would be very interesting to learn from Coach Spence and Coach PT. And then going out on the field and executing and just seeing how well everything comes together when everybody's doing the right thing. So I feel like that's probably the best thing so far with a new staff for me. 
Yeah, for me, I'm just going to kind of piggyback off of what King said. Um, yeah, just going out there and playing football, just in general, and having that opportunity to go out and do that, um, as well as experiencing for me as seeing new scenery and being in the swamp for my first time because, you know, I didn't get to experience that last year. So it, it's been a good time and experiencing all the tradition that Florida has here. You know, kind of piggyback off that a little bit. Um, what was it like last week? Uh, a lot of younger guys got to play, especially uh, Jalen Kitten. We got to see a little bit of him. What was it like seeing some of the younger guys and some of them, none of the starters uh, playing last week being pretty successful? Uh, for the O-line, I was excited to get to see all my young boys get in and get an opportunity to just play and get to showcase what they can do because they haven't had that many opportunities this season. But I know they were really excited because we all – we're talking throughout the week about it because we knew that they would hopefully have that opportunity. But uh, it was exciting to get to see those boys get out there and do what they do. Yeah, same. Uh, seeing everybody like uh, look Chris, well, both Chris's actually, uh, Jack, all them, Jamari, seeing all them, that's like best time on the sideline because you know how hard it is coming in as a freshman, trying to prove yourself and stuff, just seeing them go out there and do the right stuff and have fun, you know, it's, 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 it's fun to see. It's fun to sit here and watch and see, like, all the work they, they did uh, come to terms or whatever you want to say. Yeah, for me, I think it was really exciting for to see all the young guys get the opportunity, especially for the fans to see uh, what the future holds you know, for Florida as well. And then also it was good to see Kitna uh, get in there too. And uh, it, it was fun to be able to, you know, uh, catch the first pass from him, so. Hey, what was it like taking that wide receiver sweep, man? It was good. Um, it, it's funny because it actually wasn't even designed for me, to be honest. Um, I just kind of – coach kind of just threw me in there, and I, and I just went over there, and I just executed the play. So did did you teach Richard Garage those funky dance moves or what? Say that one more time. Sorry, you cutting out a little bit. I said, did you teach Richard Garage those uh, funky dance moves or what? Oh, no, that, that was him on his own. I, I didn't even know he did that until I, I seen the replay. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a funny gif floating around out there for a little bit on Twitter. That one's going to live um, in eternity now in Twitter. Like, that's going to pop up every time something great happens in, in Gator Nation. But, you know, and I do have to ask now with um, Kingsley, too. I think we've all seen that play. And those O-linemen were booking it down the field. I mean, I was shocked by how fast they were and how they were, like, right behind Ricky getting through the through the end zone. Kingsley, what was it like for you in that play? Um, you know, is that something just – I know I see Shannon Snell here. Um, he can probably relate. But what was it like for you um, on that play? Uh, well, I was just trying to make a play, go out there and – do my job really but uh it just got a little extended so it was fun I got a little tired at the end but it was cool guys I want to know kind of obviously with like your first year head coach and and, and going through the season we everybody loves this kind of the growth of the team and I think we saw a lot of that this past weekend especially with a lot of the young players like you mentioned playing you know what are some of the things you've noticed since fall camp ended and the season started to now where you've seen the biggest growth on the team? I would say 
us just coming together and having each other's back when things might get a little thick, things aren't going our way. Just making, reminding each other that uh, we got each other, and uh, at the end of the day, we just gotta keep doing our job. Yeah, for me, I feel like probably that trusting, trusting the styles and other players. I feel like that was a big uh, emphasis on coach like Napier's message throughout the off season. And with the season only being halfway through, I feel like we we done been through good spots and bad spots, and I don't feel like we ever like broke as a team or nothing like that. I feel like we all still communicated, you know, in the right way, never like put anybody down or nothing like that. So I feel like the biggest thing is probably biggest difference is probably like having trust in coaches and other players. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just you know learning game from game. Um, even the losses we can take away and uh, make them the positive things. And I feel like as a team that uh, we learned a lot from them and, and you know, having each other's backs when it gets times get rough, like King said. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, kind of moving forward, looking ahead on the schedule a little bit, you got Missouri this week. What's something you guys are, are looking forward to with that matchup and, and uh, where you hope to kind of continue to improve as a team? For me, the opportunity to get our first SEC win of the season that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, you know, they beat us uh, overtime last year. So I feel like everybody got that ship on their shoulder. Uh, and like Kenzie said, we still got to get our first SEC win. So there's a lot that go into it, not just that. So I feel like everybody got a whole got a whole lot to prove when we get on the ship. Yeah, definitely. I can agree. Just getting our first SEC win and then – also, I mean, it's just another opponent at the end of the day. It's a faceless opponent. We just got we just got to go into the game like we always do, and bring a lot of energy, and uh, you know, just play our games that that we know how to play, and that's when we play best. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off of what Chris said, and I don't mean to make like back, bring up bad memories or anything like that, but um, obviously, you know, after a loss, we've had two wins, two losses, uh, or three actually, three wins. My bad. Uh, what's it like uh, in the locker room? I know you guys said y'all y'all stick together and all that, but what's Coach Napier like after a loss? What uh, what has he said to you guys? Maybe that's kind of maybe helped you keep your head up afterwards. Um, usually the message, or at least the two times that we've lost this season, the message has been that we just need to learn from the mistakes and we need to eliminate theirs. 12 to 15 plays a game that we're shooting ourselves on the foot, just eliminate those plays and play a cleaner game, which will give us a better opportunity to win. Uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I can agree with Kingsley. I feel like it's always he always uh, reminds us that it's a process. And he also reminds us that everything we do in the week is always going to come out in the game, like all the little things. He's a big detail guy. So <clears throat> he's really helping, like, all the little things that we got to fix and we try to try to correct it in the next week. Yeah, I think he uh, kind of takes our losses and tells us that it's a really good learning experience for uh, from us because we can always take something from losses or wins and uh, just to uh, create a game environment during practice and to uh, treat practice exactly like a game and focus on those tiny minor details that can be major details in big-time close games like that. Yeah, I mean, because if you're thinking back to even like the, some of the losses this season, I think almost every game except last week was basically a one-possession game. So, I mean, I mean, it does have to feel pretty good considering – I know we've, we've unfortunately suffered two losses, but 
we're in every single game. You guys are making plays. You're responding to overall adversity. Uh, I guess, what do you think is the difference as we go forward in the season? You know, we've been trading wins and losses where we can maybe get on a run here where we see we string together two, three, four wins in a row. I think it's just going to come down to making sure we're executing that practice and doing the right things at practice. Cause like what Ricky said, everything that we do when nobody's watching is going to show up when everybody's watching. So I think it just comes down to uh, just leaders being stricter and just handling business during the week. Yeah. Like you said, all of, well, the laws that we do have, you say it was, it was all close games and stuff like that. So I feel like that, that just goes back to the little things. I feel like everybody got to come together and uh, hold each other accountable on the little things. And I feel like we'll be straight. I think it just goes back to looking film, looking at film and seeing that a lot of times we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. And there, there's a lot of plays out there that we'd left on the field where, you know, 10 guys doing their job and one guy maybe mess up the play or do, do not do their job correctly or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's it's more about everybody, you know, working together and making sure everybody does their individual jobs. And then, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I kind of want to switch it here to offensive line. Kingsley, this one's for you. Um, the offensive line, they've been pretty good through five games. The team as a whole, they've only given a .8 sacks per game, which ranks 13th in the nation. Uh, they're averaging 195.3 rushing yards per game, which is 24th in the nation. Uh, how much of that is just a testament to the players and the coaches around you and the work ethic they all have? Uh, I think we've had like the new two, our two new coaches and plus everybody else, like the whole support stuff has been great. They, uh, I like the way they coach us and uh, they definitely push us to be better. But also like this offseason – the O-line, like, we worked together a lot late nights and uh, long days, and we just made sure we had our rhythm together. And uh, we're still improving on that right now. But I think it was just really the work that we put in this offseason together that uh, has correlated to what the, the games and what you guys have been able to see. But we still got a lot of to improve on, I would say. What do you think the areas of improvement that you guys are still working on? Uh, Well... I, me personally, I think we can run the ball better. And uh, like you said, we've given up whatever amount of sacks. So that's obviously not fun. So we just need to lock in on that and make sure we don't give up anymore and just clean up technique things, the usual. Desmond, uh, I guess we'll switch gears to the other side of the line of scrimmage with a defensive line. Uh, you certainly have made some of your fair share of plays this season. I think everybody remembers uh, – the uh, big tackle, shall we say, in the USF game. Um, what have you been impressed with thus far, some of the guys that have stepped up on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, I would say uh, everybody holding each other accountable. I feel like we all got good communication. And I don't feel like it's anybody on the defense that can't be talked to, like, in a way of telling them not to improve. You know, like, I feel like everybody can take coaching from anybody on the defense. So I just feel like uh, people let go of the egos a little bit from last year. And it's easier to communicate and tell the person what they got to do without it being a fight or something like that, you know? Definitely. And I think this side of the ball, you know, the offensive line is a little bit more veteran, uh, Layton. We've got a lot more guys on that side that have returned. But defensive line, definitely a lot of younger guys are playing. So who have you been impressed with? Maybe some of the freshmen that have played thus far, um, like guys like Chris McClellan, uh, Justice Boone. We've heard uh, also Sapp. Um, 
you know, what do you think of their efforts thus far, you know, playing in their first real year on the defensive line? Uh, yeah, Boone and uh, Shop in my class, I thought we all came out together, so it's not a surprise at all whenever they go in and make plays like that because, like I said, we all we all came in together and we worked together and stuff like that. But uh, with Chris, yeah, I mean, he def- whenever he goes in, he definitely makes plays, you know. Uh, we we try to make sure he always knows his stuff. You know, I feel like he gets a little fresh from treatment all the time. So he always he's always ready. You always gotta treat him or be more intense with him because you never know when he's gonna get a shot. He always he always gets in the game. I think he got in every game so far. <clears throat> and you just gotta everybody's excited for him. Everybody make a play, everybody excited for him. He usually does that whenever he gets in the game. So I feel like everybody on defense is excited to see him go out and make plays and the progression he's made since he got here. Can we, while we've got Des, while we've got you talking, can we talk a little bit about that play that almost, it pretty much went viral? Like I think I saw it on ESPN, where you just flung that USF um, running back. Um, what was it like? Like, did you realize in the moment that that was going to be what it was? Um, what was your impression of that play? Nah, I didn't. Uh, I made the tackle, and I knew it was a tackle for loss, so I was excited about that and stuff like that. So, I mean, when I got up, I heard the crowd a little bit, and then boom, if you saw the video, you know, boom, I'm going to push me over to do And everybody was all hyped and stuff like that, and I let it replay, and I seen it look a little, little bit different, you know. But I felt, at first, I just felt like it was like a routine tackle. I, I was happy that, you know, I got in the gap and made the play, but that's about it. Yeah, and then UF slowed it down and put it in slow-mo on, on their page, so and it just took off from there. Yeah, Anthony Richardson throws footballs and Desmond Watson throws people. So for all you guys out there, uh, just remember that. <laughs> this one's actually for uh, Ricky Persall, speaking of Richardson. Um, I know you guys spend a lot of time in practice, probably you and Richardson, some of the other tight ends, wide receivers. Uh, how much time do you guys spend with Richardson maybe outside of the practice field, not even if it's like working on your game or just kind of like, you know, hanging out or something like that? Yeah, I mean, we all hang out uh, as a receiver group and with the quarterbacks. Um, I feel like we're always in the building, though, so there's not that much, like, hanging out time. But when we can, yeah, we definitely hang out. And we we talk ball, but there'll, there'll be time where we just chill and, you know, catch up and talk about our lives and stuff like that. And I, and I don't want you to give away the playbook or anything, but are there, like, certain plays offensively that us fans we haven't seen yet that are coming up? Yeah, there's new plays really every week. It just depends the game plan, um, it depends the opponent, and you know what we're uh, what they're running. So it, it could all change at any moment. Yeah, absolutely, I enjoyed that uh, that sweep you took to the house last week. That was enjoyable for me to watch. Well, trust me, me too. Guys, I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you. Y'all remember the life now of the program without the facility that we just finished building. But what have, how has it changed since y'all have moved in? It's become a part of the day-to-day operations of the football program. You know, how have you seen the efficiency change and, and just overall the improvement in the program because of it? Yeah, the new facility has been really nice. Um, everything's just there, so it's not really much, too much moving around or having to walk across the street and you know how the the old deal was walking to practice and stuff so it's just been nice to be able to go from one place to the other relatively quickly and having our food right there and having parking right outside yeah i feel like everybody everybody really appreciative and 
like I said, since we since we got uh, the facility with all with all the stuff that we really need in there, like Ricky said, we basically always always in there. It's a huge building. I feel like everybody always so close and stuff like that. And uh, do it efficiency, like he said, instead of the walk across the street or whatever, is is right from the locker room. Put your stuff on and you on the field when you step out the door. So yeah. Yeah, well, the old facility was new for me too. So when they brought this new, they opened the new facility. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then everything is there, so you really don't got to leave. Like with sauna and all that stuff. Like whatever you th- whatever you can think of, and any kind of recovery stuff that you can think of, it's there. And I'm I'm big on recovery, so I, I really enjoy the new facility. It's definitely a blessing for all of us. What's everybody's favorite feature? If you had to pick one thing. Uh, I think it's probably the hot tubs. We can just walk in the hot tubs now because like, at the old facility, we have, we used to have to fill it up, and it took 30 minutes to fill it up, but you only need to stay in it for 10 minutes. For me, at least, that's that's what I like. And uh, the cryo tank's pretty cool, too. I feel like different different position groups got like different uh, favorite features, I guess you should say. But for me, I like, I like the sauna in the hot tub like on that Sunday after the game. The hot tub gonna do it, and then like like whenever you walk in the locker room, you see like a certain position group or something like that. I feel like the specialists be in the massage chairs a lot. So like I say, different position groups got uh, different favorite features of the facility. Yeah, I mean, I would start by saying prior position uh, meeting room, just because we uh, the receivers didn't really have a position like meeting room for us on uh, the last facility. Uh, we just used like the team room, so we we finally got a new position room, and then. I mean, just just the training room in general, because all the cold stuff, all the cold tub and the hot tubs, all right next to the training room as well. So just in that area, that entire area is probably where I'm at the most. And we're going to open it up to some fan questions here. I do have one more question um, for you, Ricky. I know um, before you transferred here, you said one of your big reasons was that you wanted to come to the SEC and prove that you could do it with the best. What has your experience been like now playing in the SEC? Um, on the biggest stage, in front of the biggest crowds. How's that been for you? Yeah, it's definitely a blessing, especially here at Florida, with all the tradition and, you know, all, all the love, the, all the fans show. Um, it's definitely different football from the Pac-12. So, I mean, I'll, I'll start by just saying that and how much of a for that. And then, you know, football is football at the end of the day. So I, I don't think the football part has changed for me. I'm, You know, I'm just still playing my game and any opportunity comes my way, you know. And now I think we've got a question here from um, College Football Headlines. What's up, guys? Thank you for pulling me up. I just got a question for all three of y'all tonight. If y'all had one funniest moment from any coach this year, what would it be? Because I know y'all have a lot. For me, it was when all the freshmen had to do a skit. And basically what they did, they just impersonated like all the coaches. It was super funny. They did a really good job with it. Uh, for me, like all, all the coaches got um... – Got all like that catchphrase, you know. You be around enough people enough, you know what they're gonna say, when they gonna say it. So, for like walking around here, like the players impersonate whether it's Coach Hockey or Coach Napier or Coach Spence, for that's probably the funniest thing. Yeah, I agree with Des. I think when everybody impersonates Coach Hockey, that's the funniest, the funniest thing. (laughs) Do do any of you guys have an impersonation of him? Kingsley got it. Kingsley, go ahead. Des got it, I think. He's putting you on the spot. 
No, I don't Nobody's gotta, gonna do it. Don't be bashful now. Let's go. Hey, they're trying to get us in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We've got um, Gator Josh has a question. Yeah, I just had a question for the guys. Just uh, what was your biggest adjustment coming into the program? Um, whether it be from high school, different uh, school, or coaching staff, but just your biggest adjustment that you feel personally that you've noticed or had to deal with there. And I appreciate the time for the question. Thank you. I would say, because I play offensive line, really just getting acclimated to the size of the guys and the, and also their strength was probably the the main thing that needed to be worked on. So getting in the weight room and really – improving on getting bigger and getting stronger uh yeah for me uh coming out of high school i feel like i don't feel like i never had any like problem with people being stronger than me or bigger than me obviously but i feel like probably the speed of the game like you get your play and you got to know it like the back of your hand and then like y'all mentioned earlier like how fast olama was running like i gotta do i gotta do a reach block from kinsley all day so i definitely feel like the speed of the game probably my biggest adjustment and always being on the schedule and stuff like that was probably my biggest adjustment. I think coming from a different school, the biggest adjustment is number one, probably not being away from home. Cause uh, when I was at ASU, that was my home, Arizona. And then another thing is just learning the playbook. Cause that's a whole another playbook that I learned, but I really didn't have too much of an issue with it just cause over at ASU, I had to learn three different playbooks in three years. So it wasn't that too bad, but that was probably the biggest. I like how uh, Des casually drops there that, you know, I don't see many people as big as me. Um, have you been against somebody as big as you? Um, I think my sophomore year of high school, we played Crestview. And they, they had like, the biggest online. line. They were like a college. But I still think I was bigger than most of them. So probably not. I highly doubt it. I think one of you mentioned something about, like, the strength program. And I'm curious, like, how does the strength – regimen change from the off season to the middle of the season uh during the during in-season lifts it's more maintenance things like i think we have one day during the week where they want us to go about like 90 percent 95 percent but um it's more maintenance things and like you got a lot of guys who are banged up from games so you can't really do too much depending on like what the lift is but like off season it's full tilt like all go so I would say that's the biggest difference between off-season workouts and in-season. Right, like you said, like, <clears throat> a lot of people be banged up from practice. Practice is just as intense as the game to me. So, you know, a lot of people be banged up. Even if, if you're trying to go lift weights and run and stuff like that, like you're doing the off-season, it's, I don't feel like it's going to make it any better. So during the season, we try to focus on recovery and still, like, stretching and type of stuff like that. So we're not as banged up. Yeah, just like what they said, just recovery stuff, maintenance stuff. Um, they still want us to uh, keep our speed, so we'll, we'll do uh, like 90% speed stuff, like Kingley was saying, with uh, Coach Tiger Jones. And, uh, yeah, we'll just do maintenance stuff. Is that speed training something different, or did, have you had that at um, – did you guys have that at other schools? And has it made a difference? Yeah, I think everybody has their own philosophies on, like, speed training and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think – I mean, I, I think all of them pretty much work. But, yeah, it, there, there's some differences, but there's a lot of similarities as well. And now I think we've got a question from Only Gators. 
All right. Uh, first of all, I just want to say how proud of y'all we are and we'll always support you. But uh, if you had to pick, who's got the best dance moves on the team? Hendo. Xavier Henderson. Yeah, I'll probably say, probably say Hendo, too. You know, he's from down south, so everybody likes his little Florida boy dances he be doing. So that's probably, that's probably it. Yeah, I'd probably say Hendo, Khalil, or Shy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Khalil and Shy. Definitely. Yeah, that was nice, too. Yeah, for sure. And now Hendo got the baton um, this weekend, so we got to see some of those dance moves. What's the backstory with that baton? Um, I think it's just Coach Tiger Jones wanted to, you know, start a new little tradition. And when you score, because I feel like a lot of other schools have a little their little tradition that they do when they score. Um, and what he says is that you strike up the band when you score. So you get the baton, you strike up the band. Awesome. We've got Benji's got a question for you. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go Gators. Hey, quick question. So in the locker room pregame, um, what's Coach Napier like? You know, what's, you know, how hyped does he get? And then which coach would you say hypes you up the most or the most energetic pregame? You know, right, right before you, right before in the locker room, right before you're about to run out. Um, Coach Napier, he's not, uh, I don't know how to say it. I want to say, I want to say he's not energetic or enthusiastic or something like that, but he definitely knows how to get his point across without yelling or screaming or punching the door or something like that. So I feel like he, de he definitely can get you ready without, you know, all the, all the fanatics. So he's not too much of a, a jump around type of guy, but he definitely could definitely get you ready to go and get you, get you hyped and stuff like that. But answer your question about who's the most intense is easy coach Spence, coach chaos. You got the nickname for a reason. I can, I can definitely say, I can't really say what he says in the locker room. Cause you know, <laughs> but I, I definitely say Coach Chaos takes the kick. Yeah, Coach Napier keeps a pretty even head before games. I think we've got OBOG question. Hey, Jen, thanks so much for uh, putting this on, Gator Collective, you guys. And um, not a really a question. I just wanted to tell you guys, man, I love what I see, you know what I'm saying? Super duper proud of you guys, um, you know, uh, coming for me, you know, I don't know how much that means. Obviously, I'm just a fan, but, um, you know, Saturdays is, is uh, one of the brightest spots of my week, man. You know what I'm saying? And I got a good life, but uh, I love to watch you guys play and uh, appreciate all that work you guys put in for the orange and blue, man. And I uh, wish you the best of luck this weekend. Go Gators. Yes, sir. We appreciate your support. Go Gators. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Go Gators. I feel like I appreciate that too first, but I feel like it means a lot coming from, from anybody, even if we might not can put a face to a name. But even if we don't respond, it still means a lot. Any support is good support because we, we all see, see bad stuff coming from other people and stuff like that. So any support is good support. Okay, we've got um, High Top Sports. Go ahead. Hey, Jen, thanks for having me. Uh, I kind of want to build off that as well. It's been an absolute blast to watch you guys this season. Um, it, it's it's electric. Big Des, seeing you in the center there, man, it's been awesome. Uh, just watching you grow and get better each week. Um, it's been 
it's been a blast. Uh, it's been fun to cover you guys and talk about you week in and week out. I think the energy is exciting to see where you guys are going to go. Um, it, it's cool to see it. it. It feels like you guys are all bought in, which is really exciting and cool. But I kind of want to have a, like a fun question, uh, like a dance move question. Who, who on the team has the most swagger or most game outside of the, outside of the football field? I say I like the way Big G be putting it on, and I say Trey Dean. He be put he he puts on some good fits too. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, I say I say uh, Big G for sure. Uh, y'all definitely see it uh, every Gator Walk and stuff like that. Uh, of course, Trey Dean, him being from Atlanta, it's a fashion show of him every time you see him. <laughs> yeah, I probably I probably throw Hendo in there too. He he be getting right too. He's subtle with it. No, I totally agree. And then, honestly, I'll probably put AR in there, too. I think he got a little swag to him, too, as well. And then, uh, outside of football, JY, he puts on some fits, too. Cool. Just, I, I appreciate it, guys. Go get us, man. Now, does Odom still walk around with the uh, the fake gold checker to make sure it's real? Oh, the diamond, the diamond tester? Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, I think Odom don't, uh, don't realize most people got legit stuff. He don't find the fake ones. <laughs> Diamond stuff. Yeah. yeah, he don't feel that. Feel that. Like put people in their categories. Or, like he got it out of the way. If somebody come in with something new, I think he'll definitely pull it out though. What do, What do y'all think of uh, Pouncey? Where he comes in with like the cowboy getup, and it, it seemed like it took like another life of its own this past week. I think he had like the, all the the whole denim on and everything. What's the, is that just his kind of thing? Yeah, Pouncey's a little different. I like him. I like the way he acts. He's funny. He's, I, I think that's really like his vibes, though, but I also think he does it to get some laughs. No, I love Pouncey. Pouncey's a good kid. Um, back to that one question about who gets you the most hype. I, I think Pouncey gets uh, the team the most hype, to be honest, in the uh, when we do the player-only meetings before the games. Yeah, Pouncey's unique, to say the least. But he, he definitely always bring the energy, for sure. Yeah, I think we got to see some of that pouncy thing in one of the, the pregame videos, and, and he was definitely hyped. So he's got his own style. I love it. Um, let's see. We got Tristan here. Yes. Hey. Uh, quick question for Ricky. So you came from Arizona State. Uh, first game's a uh, top top five, seven matchup against Utah. And whenever the interception at the end and the stadium erupted, what was that feeling like coming from a different conference for you? I mean, I think it felt really good just because um, we actually lost to them when I was over at ASU. It was a tough loss, too, because we were up 21-7 um, at halftime, and they came back to beat us. So it, it felt really good. And, you know, being in the swamp for my first time and just feeling the energy. Heck, yeah. All right, that's all I had. Great talking with y'all or listening. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Tristan. Appreciate that. It's um, awesome to, to hear these guys, to connect with them. Um, we're so blessed as fans to have such a great group of athletes. Um, Elliot, go ahead. You got a question. Yeah, I, I didn't, not much of a question. Uh, Big Des, man, your your story is amazing, man, and uh, your 
the way that you uh you grind and you work and all the things we read about man it's uh it's an inspiration to a lot of people man so keep it up and you guys uh keep up the good work and uh as always go gators and look forward to to watching you guys on saturday well sure i appreciate that go gators and des what's it been like for you because i know we've heard about you know you you getting in shape for football and then it's been amazing to watch the number of snaps that you've taken every game it it continues to increase how's that been for for you um from a physical and a mental standpoint um it has ups and downs uh it's definitely been tough i would say but i know it's something i want to do so it's never been like a like a decision i had to make on if i want to do it or not but um yeah it definitely it definitely has ups and downs but the ups i would say is is being able to play and going out there and really showing what i can do because i personally never doubted myself my ability and I feel like it's special and rewarding to have some people around me who don't doubt my ability either either based off uh, what a scale is or something like that you know yeah and I think it's been so impressive and I think we all probably saw the, um, the tweet where you, you put out there like scholarship something about a scholarship and I think we all kind of felt that where you know you've been out there grinding and it was so nice to see the success that you're having after all that hard work for sure Alan, you got a question? Yeah, I just had a quick one. Um, so one of the things that I've always loved about the University of Florida is the opportunity to leverage the alumni network and the fan base and all the uh, amazing people that are connected to our university. And what I wanted to ask is, what do you guys have planned for your brands while you're at UF and in post, you know, utilizing your degree and utilizing all the exposure that you get through UF? And have you guys uh, considered that opportunity? Uh, yeah, I feel like um, Gator Nation is, like, the best there is. Like, even when I was being recruited, you know, you hear a lot of things about alumni and stuff like that. But growing up in Florida, I definitely feel like no one really complete, competes for uh, Gator Nation. So I feel like, you know, uh, whenever you see people trying to make connections, no matter who it may be, because you never know, like, always growing up, uh, like, older people would tell me, you never know who could be your boss, you know. So I feel like just whenever you meet people, be nice, don't, don't be cocky and nothing like that and try to make connections. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of that. Just, um, yeah, making connections with a lot of people and making the most out of your opportunity while being here. Um, I feel like building relationships is extremely important uh, going in the future and, you know, in the real world after football. And then also I found it really cool that there's actually uh, lockers uh, for the alumni that played here at the U.S. in our locker room. So when they come back, they can use them. Ricky, tell us more about that, because I don't think that we've heard about those lockers. Yeah, um, there was actually, there's just lockers that are, like, um, down the aisle that we walked down when we first get in the um, locker room. And I, I just asked the, like, equipment staff, I was like, like, what are these lockers for? And they just told me it was for uh, alumni to come back, like, if they want to work out or something, they can use those lockers. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks, guys. I, I I know you guys hear our support every Saturday, but um, you know I personally drive down from from Charleston, South Carolina, uh, for every game, and I know a few others that travel from New Jersey and in the Northeast. So you definitely got our support. We'll be out there loud and proud this Saturday, and, and go Gators. And going off of Alan's question, what are y'all majoring in? Uh, I'm a criminology major, sport management. 
educational sciences. Awesome. I think we've got a question from um, BJ, Sports with BJ. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, down here in the 757, shout out Percy Harvin, Lansdowne High School. Uh, my question is for the four players I see in here, Chris, King, Dez, and Rick, Slick Rick. Um, y'all were all recruited at a high level, D1 level. My question is, what is what is the difference in game day environments? Not necessarily SEC school to SEC school, but Division One Power Five conferences amongst the others. What is the difference between an SEC game day and say maybe an ACC or a Big Twelve or a Big Ten? Oh, uh, when I was being recruited, I never. I think the furthest I went was Texas A and M. I think I only visited SEC schools except for Florida State, maybe. But I, I feel like the only only conference I can compare as far as atmosphere wise, probably Big Ten. I feel like I see videos all the time of like the Penn State wideout game and stuff like that. But other than that, there's no. I don't feel like there's any competition. Yeah, I agree with Des. When I was getting recruited, I only went to visited SEC schools and one ACC school. But uh, I don't think anything really compares to the SEC and really the Swamp in particular because I've been to a lot of these other stadiums. Yeah, coming from a Pac-12 school, I have a little bit of experience with that. I think just the passion that everybody has towards football and everybody just takes football so serious uh, in the South, and I think that's probably the biggest difference. Ricky, what was it like that first um, game against Utah? Like the crowd, I, it was intense. Um, what was it like on the field for that game? Yeah, I mean, when I first ran out the tunnel is really when I seen it. Um, yeah, when I first ran out, I just, you know, had to soak it in. And, you know, just I mean, I just thank God for this opportunity. And, you know, I pray for that every day. So um, this is a blessing to see. And. Um, just just to uh, see what SEC is about, you know, and everybody wants to talk about how crazy uh, ball is in the South and j just that moment and just seeing, like, really the environment the SEC has. It, it, was, it was a really cool experience for me. But then after that, then I just had to lock it in. Right, what is your got... favorite oh, – oh, I was just going to say, you guys have played now at, like, three different time slots. Like, what is your favorite time of the day to play, you think? Definitely 3.30, in my opinion. Or we, we played the 3.30 or 3. 3. 3.30. 3.30. That's, that's the most perfect time, in my opinion. Yeah. At 3.30 is the best time. I feel like it depends on the matchup. But I feel like night games, everybody in the stand keep the energy the whole game. But I also feel like, depending on what like the score is and stuff like that, but I feel like night games is definitely more intense to me personally. All right, we got Coach Hendy. Go ahead. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, I got a comment for Ricky. Uh, so, Ricky, I'm a, I'm a coach down in southwest Florida. Um, and I got to admit, when I first heard about you coming to Florida, I didn't know much. And so I really started digging in and doing my research. And, and uh, I, ran I ran across some of your film, a bunch of your film at CDS, and so I started watching it, and man, oh man, oh man, Ricky, let me tell you, Ricky, what, <laughs> Ricky, I love the way you play, and I've been saying it since you came. Um, 
I love the way how you catch passes. And the first thing I noticed that jumped off the film to me, I love the way how you catch passes and you take on linebackers. You're taking on safeties. You ain't shy away from uh, you didn't shy away from contact at all. And I knew right then and there, and I've been saying it since the start, man, please get Ricky the ball. Please get Ricky the ball. But so here's my question, Ricky, after all of that. So I have a player that kind of reminds me of your style. What did you do or what what's what's inside of you that tells you uh, I want to take on this linebacker or I want to take on this safety? Is it just the will to get more yards or what is it? <laughs> well, I first wanted to say thank you. I really appreciate all those compliments. Um, I think it's just me just betting on myself, to be honest, you know. I feel like that's the biggest thing. You know, I actually got I actually got it written on me in my arm, just betting on myself. And I just think, you know, um, I mean, I, I try not to take on the linebackers, you know, but if it, <laughs> if it comes to the opportunity where I need to, I, I definitely will just to get extra yards. You know, you, you never know. Football is a game of inches, so you never know, you know. Those three yards can mean everything in the game. So I, I think that's probably the most important thing and what, what runs through my head. But, you know, I'm just trying to avoid the linebackers, to be honest, and get, uh, score a touchdown. <laughs> well, me, 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 me and uh, Coach Colbert are going to talk a little bit because I need you to get the ball, Mark. So, all right, I'm going to step down. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, OBOG, go ahead. Hey, man. Um are you guys watching game day on Saturday mornings? Uh, or when you play a game like last week at noon, are you guys watching football after the game? And um, do you enjoy watching football as well as playing football? Yeah, I mean, I watch football constantly. So um, even if we have like a night game, I'll put on football right before, uh, like the day before we play, if anybody's playing there, and then also the entire morning leading up to it. Uh, I feel like, <clears throat> our like game day schedule, it's pretty busy, but I feel like uh, it'd be on like the TVs and stuff. So, you know, you catch a quick peek and stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of people be focused on the game, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to like sit and fully watch a game or something like that. And the second question, I do not, I do not like uh, watching football as much as I like playing it. Like, it's hard for me to sit down and watch a full NFL game or a full college game. But yeah, that's that's the answer to your question. Okay, I think we're we got a, a a special guest. Um, if I can get him to speak here, um, where you at, Ventral? I've uh, Ventral, go ahead and uh, request to speak. I sent you an invite, but it doesn't seem to be working. So we've got um, there he is. Okay, so we've got uh, Gator linebacker Ventral Miller here. Um, he is popping in to uh, kind of do a little guest appearance. Um, I don't know if y'all saw today that he announced um, his new foundation, Millerville, and they've got some really great stuff going on. They're trying to raise money right now for Hurricane Ian Relief Fund. So, um, Ventrell, give us a little update on where you are, what you got going on, and how Gator fans can help. You got it, Ventrell? Oh, there you go. There you go. We got gotcha. you. Wait, Ventral, you got to start over. I don't think anybody heard anything. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so for uh for me uh just with NIL, I thought it I thought it'd be good just to use some of that money just to to help people in need. And we had some some guys on the team 
families that's been impacted and just seeing what's been going on on TV and how they, how these people have been extremely impacted by the, the hurricane. I thought it would be just nice to, to uh, help any way I can with, with those, with that. So, um, and then I know we're having like a, a, a tent at Gatorwalk, so you can feel free to donate there. And it's a GoFundMe as well. Um, this is one of our first projects that we're working on for my uh, foundation. So, we're looking forward to doing more things uh, with that. So uh, we'll be in touch with that and appreciate the yeah. support for any, any, anybody who, who's willing to do that. Yeah. And for those who don't know, like it's, it's really rare to see current college athletes have their own foundation. You know, it's something usually you see when they start from um, when they get in the NFL, they go ahead and, and launch a foundation to try to give back. Um, but with the introduction of NIL, now we're seeing college athletes do that. And so Ventrell is one of the first, on the Gator team to do that. Um, and really awesome. Go to his, um, his Twitter page. He, he put the link out today. We retweeted it on the Gator collective page, but, um, he's trying to give back to the community and he's using some of his NIL money, um, towards that. And so if you guys can support, you can give a little bit. I know there's a lot of people wondering what they can do to support those in Southwest Florida who are really suffering right now. Um, as a result of the hurricane and Ventrell's uh, trying to make a, a difference there. So if you guys can help, um, it, it'd be, uh, you know, every little bit helps. And so it's awesome what Ventrell is doing, support the players on and off the field, and he's trying to support the local community. So um, you hear about these stories with NIL and you hear about um, different things. And this is one that's really positive of, of Ventrell giving back um, to the community. So we appreciate what he's doing. Um, Ventrell, any, anything else you want to add or, or any questions for, for Ventrell while we got him here? Actually, uh, let me go ahead and say something. I have a friend that does a sign business and he's wanting to take 10% of his sales for a little bit to donate to like the hurricane efforts, but he doesn't know where to, to, to give it to. So maybe I can get with maybe Jen or Ventrell after this and see what if we can work something out. Uh, most definitely, and I appreciate that. Uh, like I said, we can get we can get on after this, or I know I got to go fund me if you if you if he was willing to do that on the go fund me, or we could we could talk about just sending it directly to the the non the nonprofit. So however you want to work that out. Yeah, sounds good, man. Yeah, and Ventrell's brother Ventrell's brother Antonio is heading up that foundation, and he's going to work with them. Um, with local operations in um, Southwest Florida to, to make sure that the money gets directly to um, those who need it most. Did I miss anything, Ventrell? Uh, no, nah, for the most part, I think that's we hit. We hit about everything. So I'm not sure if we, we, uh, we was doing something at the Gator Collective uh, tent as well. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, I think I think so. I think we're going to work with that. For those that don't know, um, we have a Gator Collective tent that's just to the east of Gator Walk every week. Um, stop by there, grab a koozie, hang out for a bit. But um, hopefully if we can get this organized, we'll have something set up there for um, Ventrell's Foundation as well. No, awesome. Big thank you. you. Know. Big thank you to you, Jen, and the Gator Collective for making this possible. Yeah, we love what you're doing, Ventrell, and, and Gator support Gator, so that's awesome. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, let's see, we've Mark got... As well. Y'all want to talk to me. What's that, Ventrell? I said I'm still on here, so if y'all got any questions for me, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, free to no, talk. Okay, 
Well, I know they didn't. I know being didn't, Big Dan, I don't want to take away from his time. <laughs> no, they they didn't list you as having the most swag or having the best dance moves, so you can take that up with them. Ah, okay, that's cool, cool, cool. No, I'm not a dancer. <laughs> Chad, go ahead. You got a question. We got Ventrell here now too. Chad, go ahead and unmute. If you're referring to me, I'm, I didn't have a question, sorry. Okay, um, let's see, we got uh, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, one second. It's my son, Jackson. Sorry. Go ahead, Jackson. Jackson, what do you Talk. got? Okay. Talk. Hey, Ricky. Thanks for taking a picture with me this weekend. I got you, bro. Anytime. Also, Big Dez, I hope you smash those Missouri Tigers this weekend. For sure. That's the plan. Appreciate it. Uh, if anybody else has any questions, go ahead and request to speak because we're going to um, wrap up here in, in a minute. Or Chris, David, if you guys got anything else. Uh, we've got only Gators. Go ahead. We got some rolling in. I'll let them go ahead. Go ahead. Only Gators. If you all have, like, a favorite tradition so far, like, um, I remember there was that, it was over the summer, uh, y'all, like, drafted into teams or whatever. Is there, like, a favorite tradition y'all have, or not necessarily tradition, or just something fun that y'all have done so far while you're at Florida? Uh, my favorite tradition, it got to be either a gator walk or a walk back down, I think, of course. But, yeah, I, I think it won't back down. Got to be my favorite tradition. It did basically give you another boost for that fourth quarter. I know for me, I would say uh, just coming off a win, going to the band, singing the fight song, and, and getting to, to see all the fans and, and sign stuff, whatever that may be, um, after the game, after a big win. For me, really, all the traditions, to be honest, because they're all new for me. So I enjoy doing all of them. I like them all. Are you guys, like, headphones on and focused for the Gator Walk? Or are you the high-five all the fans, as many as you can, guys? Uh, me? I, I usually got a song or something playing in my head. But I definitely, like, I keep one of the, uh, keep one of the, the buzz off my ears or whatever. And everybody had called me and try to give them a high five. And I always have my hand out giving kids or even anybody else. I try to give everybody a high five or something like that. I know for me, I'm the, I'm the high five guy. Uh, I know the fans uh, showed up early to the, to the game. Uh, the one to interact with some of the players. So I try to, yeah, um, try to uh, get on my time and 
all my energy. So. Well, I know like the fans, especially the kids, love it. But I also know that you guys have to get in the zone for your game. And so, um, you know, you do what you got to do. But from the fan standpoint, they love those high fives. They love you guys walking down there and, and acknowledging that they're there early to support you. And then we also started something new. We got shirts we passed out, too. That's that's also another thing I like to do. Get about three shirts coming off the bus and, and, and pass those out. So if you're looking for a shirt, yell my name, I get a walk. I got you. <laughs> okay. We've got here, OBOG, you got another one? Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, and I've been popping in and out, so sorry if this question's already been asked. But obviously the goal every week is to go 1-0. Is there any extra emphasis, you know, this week? Uh, yeah. I you know, can't. being homecoming as far as representing, I know we got a, a lot of alumni coming back. What does that mean to you guys? My bad, I interrupted you. But uh, I feel like, I feel like uh, maybe being an SEC, SEC matchup uh, is definitely a little extra to it. Like you said, like we said uh, earlier in the space, whatever, uh, we – we still have yet to get our first SEC win, so I feel like all those are like extra boost for for you to uh, go out there and start for the win. Okay, we're going to have two more questions here. We've got um, Coach Larry. Hey, what's up, guys? Coach Larry, special teams coordinator at Yulee High School up here in Jacksonville. Uh, what's uh, some of your guys' like, pregame rituals that you guys have, have done over the years? to get ready for a game. Uh, are you asking like personal, personal rituals or like, yeah. Like, do you, is there like certain things you do when you first wake up, like to get your mindset ready and locked in? Um, I feel like for me, I always, always got to listen to at least one gospel song. <laughs> like kind of, kind of, um, mellow out the thoughts a little bit, I guess you could say, Cause you know, football is a, it's an aggressive game, so I feel like the whole day, you know, you're thinking you got to do what you got to do. So I think for me, my personal ritual that I don't think anybody else really does, I got to listen to at least one gospel song. Um, I know for me, uh, I would say just uh, getting hydrated, getting hydrated, and like Big Dad said, uh, most of the guys just have uh, tunes in the air, most of the uh, most of pregame and stuff like that. So getting yourself in your in your in your mode with your own tune. And I love like Big Dad. So I get get my prayer in with uh our chapel, our chapel uh, before before we go out. Yeah, for um, me, I start my morning. With the, oh my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, for me, I start my morning with a cold shower. That uh, really wakes me up and gets me going. And then I watch uh watch the highlights too, right before the game starts. I like to uh, watch some of my favorite centers. I like to watch their film right before we get on the bus and um, just to get some good things to see just so I could try to emulate it. Kingsley, who are those centers? Who are some of your favorite centers? Uh, I like watching Jason Kelsey and Rodney Hudson a lot, the Arizona Cardinal Center. But, uh, yeah, I say those two guys, but specifically Kelsey. I appreciate that, guys. Thanks for taking time out of your day and go getters. Appreciate that, coach. We got Larrick. Go ahead. 
Hey, thanks, Jen. How you guys doing? How everybody doing? Uh, just a question for all the guys is um, when you first when you guys first committed to University of Florida, um, just just talk about like the experience, like the pressure that comes with being a Gator and knowing the expectation that's that come with that. Do you guys do you guys uh, do a lot of people fear that, you know, so. Um, how do you guys handle the pressure that comes with the expectation and honoring the, the past and everything that just comes with being a Gator? Because it just seems like, you know, um, a lot of guys don't deal with that pressure well. I would say uh, for me, I've always, I mean, I've always, I've been playing this game for pretty much my whole life. And like, I've always wanted to, be great and like really accomplish a lot of things with the game so like obviously gator like the gator history is great and there's a lot of things to uphold but like me personally i just wanted to push myself to be the best version of myself and like like guys like the pounces like i was just trying to be able to be somewhat like them and try to just help the team any way i could uh, yeah uh like piggyback off what kenzie said uh, Florida got a lot of history, you know. There's been good players at every position. And I feel like, me personally, I feel like one of the best East Coast Florida to have, Sharif, he's right there, you know, every day at practice. So, you know, you try to take everything that he learned. He don't play at the highest level. And, you know, you try to go out there and make, make people proud, whether it's the thousands of people in the stands or people in the past or family at home. So, I mean, it's pressure, but at the same time, another thing that Kenzie said, We've all been playing this game. We, I've been playing the game since I was like four, and you know, I, I, it's what I love to do. So I don't deal with the pressure in a bad way. I feel. Yeah. Go ahead, Rick. All right. What I was just gonna say is, um, I, I just know the work that I put in. So, I, I, in my opinion, I don't really feel like too much pressure just because I. I'm confident in myself, and I know all the work that I put in leading up to that. So, and then obviously, you know, I could do all things through Christ. So, I, I keep that in mind too as well. Yeah, just like the you both saying, we just know that uh, Florida's rich in history. Um, feel like when you commit here, uh, feel like you know it's going to be a competitive environment when you first come. Um, just with the guys that we just bring in just from being in Florida. So I think you just got to have that mindset just to compete. Uh, and that just, like you said, it brings the best out of uh, you and, and like, guys like Kings. I'm going against Kings every day, so it, it just makes us better, um, just that competitive uh, mindset. We got another coach here that, that wants to ask a question. Go ahead, Coach. Coach Wham. Hey guys, how you doing today? Uh, I just want to ask you one question: What's the toughest SEC team that you have played in this year? You said the toughest SEC team we played this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean we've only played two, but um, out of those two, I guess I would say. Uh, Tennessee, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of a hard question for real. They both got their own their own little things. Uh, one more question. Who got the worst crowd in SEC? 
worse than what sense? I think we're going to have to go with my bad. I, mean, I, I would just say uh, we had to go with Vandy, probably one of those. One of those. In uh, the East. Yeah, I think I don't know if coach, if you're talking about like the worst, like they don't have people in the stands, or the worst, like the most obnoxious fans. Oh, the most obnoxious. I'm sorry. Oh, Tennessee, hands down. Yeah, Tennessee by far. <laughs> hands down. I don't think I've been to enough home games. I mean, away games. But <laughs> COVID coming out of uh, coming out of the locker room for warm ups. I guess people was harping on that little tempo, so I know I was getting. I could hear like little chatter and stuff like that in the stands doing warm ups. I feel like it was pretty funny, but that's probably the most I've been quote unquote heckled at an away game. I guess. What was that? Does was that a M? No, it was at, it was at Tennessee. At Tennessee, okay. My bad. Okay, and then we got. Um, Quintessential, go ahead with your question. Hey, how you guys doing this evening? Hey, I just had a question for Kingsley, man. Um, you know, I know it don't get looked at a lot, but I kind of seen how, you know, you was downfield blocking for Ricky um, when he took that um, that handoff downfield. Like, how do you, you know, with that mentality, how does that permeate throughout the offensive line? And, you know, can you talk about that being one of those veteran guys on that offensive line now? Just, you know, how do you, bring these young guys along like an Austin Barber and just bring that type of mentality, that, that attack mentality and just, you know, getting downfield and, you know, playing with that extra effort to, you know, to get the playmakers into the end zone. Uh, personally, I think leading by example is the best way to get the young guys on board and show them the right way to do things. But um, also our coaches really harp on giving great effort, like every play, even if it's just practice, they really harp on us running down the field, showing up on the tape downfield when our running backs are 30 yards downfield, and uh, just taking pride in that because, like you said, people notice it. And at the end of the day, if we keep doing that, like you saw, it wasn't just me out there. It was me and my dogs out there running. If we keep doing that, the 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 results can be that more than it has been. Just give them more effort. Kingsley, on playing off of that, there's been some um, discussion about how UF has two offensive line coaches. And what is that like? Like, what, how does that workload get divided, or how do they work with you guys? Um, because it's not the norm to have the two coaches. Um, you know, I know I've talked to Coach Stapleton about some of that, um, and they think that it gives them a better opportunity to give individual assessment to develop um, more guys at the same time. What is your impression as an as an athlete of having two coaches for your position? Uh, honestly, it's great having two different perspectives, two different people you're able to talk to, and at the end of the day, two different people that get to evaluate you and tell you what you need to fix because we ultimately just got to keep improving. Obviously, sometimes at practice, uh, it's not very fun because uh, the workload split up, so it's just constant reps, but at the end of the day, that's the best thing for us. So I think it's been really nice having both these guys come in and uh, kind of give us some different techniques and different ways of doing things. And, uh, yeah, I enjoy having both those guys to coach us. Kingsley, just really following up on that, like, do you, what are the differences between the two coaches and where they kind of excel? Um, I would say 
coach sale is a little bit more stern he's a, a little bit more the the yelling guy he he doesn't yell like it's not excessive yelling or anything like that but like so, sometimes he has to get his point across in a different way and uh coach state he has that in him a little bit it's more with the younger guys i would say but i mean he'll if if, if he got to tell you something he's gonna let you know it and uh they're different in their own ways coaching because uh, they split up the workload as well. So, like, one of them's working on pressures and games, third down things, et cetera, while the other one's working on what type of runs we want to do this week and X, Y, Z, things like that. Okay, we've got um, D. Briz here with a question. I see Marcus Stokes is here. Um, Marcus, you want to? if you want to chat, you're welcome to jump in and give your input on what you've seen um, so far this year. D. Briz, go ahead with your um, – question we can't hear you oh we lost him um david chris you guys got any more questions last call guys we're going to wrap this up so if anybody has questions this is your last chance yeah, I was just going to piggyback off one of the questions asked tonight. Um, not like the most annoying fans or anything like that. I know you guys concentrate on every game that you'll have one week at a time, but what's one game so far this season that you're actually looking forward to playing? Uh, Georgia for me and A&M. Because I, uh, I remember my freshman year when we went there and uh, we didn't get the results we wanted. I say Georgia and A&M for me. Yeah, for me, it's probably um, Florida State. Uh, I didn't play in that game last year. I feel like this uh, <clears throat> this year, hopefully, I made made a play in that game. I feel like playing that that rivalry has a lot of history, and I feel like that's just gonna be fun for me. What about you, Ventrell? Can I can see now. Go ahead, Ventrell. You're the veteran, My man. My bad. I ain't know y'all want to chime in on that. Uh, but, yeah, definitely uh, Georgia, Texas, and them, like Casey said, uh, got, a, got a bad taste in my mouth from those games. So, uh, even LSU, um, that's, that's always a big one. Um, really, I don't know. All the ACC games, I feel like it's, it's big on my list, and I'm excited to play all the guys in the ACC. Um, it's time to go out there and basically, like, real ACC, ACC uh, matchup, and, it, and all those games be real, so. I'm excited for all of them, really. But I'll say Georgia and uh, and them like Kinsley. And so I see we got Marcus here now. Um, Marcus is a, a Florida commit. What's been your impression of the Gators this year, of the change with, with Coach Napier, and what are you most excited about to uh, to join this Gators football team? Um, I think, you know, with Coach Nape coming in, you know, you, new coach in the SEC, um, coming from a smaller division, I think so far he's doing a great job. You know, I see he's developing y'all boys like crazy. Um, you know, as a recruit, like development, you know, that's that's true. That's a true thing, you know, in our eyes. And like, you know, that's what we look for and stuff like that. And when y'all y'all are proving y'all are proving us right and us saying that Coach Nape is developing y'all boys straight, you know, that's just, you know, it's giving us, it gets us excited to uh, come play with y'all boys, you know? So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to uh, 
you know, have the opportunity to join y'all boys, and I can't wait to be there for real, for real. Yes, sir. And Marcus just keeps on recruiting. He and Trayon keep uh, keep keep adding on the talent. So, yeah, you've got a question. Yeah, so I don't have a question, but I do want to extend my gratitude to each and every one of you guys that go out there and do it for us every Saturday. You work through, you persevere through injuries. Um, and you guys really put on for the fans and really go all out for us. So. I just want to extend my gratitude to each and every one of y'all, man. Say keep it up. And Ricky, um, your new name is Otto because it's just automatic when it comes your way, bro. Keep it up. I appreciate that, my man. Go Gators. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for letting me out. Full transparency. I'm a Kane fan. My question is for, for Desmond. Were you ever recruited by the U? Uh, yeah. Uh I think my sophomore to junior year, they were recruiting me, um, but I didn't. I didn't have that much of an interest in uh, playing in the ACC. I felt like uh, after my freshman year, I felt like I knew I was a, a, um, a, a SEC D liner. So yeah, they recruited me, but I felt like I knew I was going to uh, play in the SEC. Well, you'll always have a place at the U uh, if you if you ever want to talk. Appreciate that again. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> is this is this when we remove you from the space? <laughs> no, it's all good. I appreciate you coming in with that question for Desmond. Um, Coach K, go ahead. This is gonna be the last question. I want to thank y'all for having me, man. Appreciate y'all bringing up for a question. I mean, this question goes for everybody, really. I mean. I mean, with the half of the season, actually, you know, been played almost half of the season. I mean, how do y'all feel, you know, the outlook on what's rest on the rest of the season? I mean, I personally, I think everybody's beatable. It's just going to be up to us whether we want to do it or not. We just got to go handle business and uh, take a week by week. But uh, just executing during practice. And like Des said earlier, uh, practice go correlate to the games. Yeah, like like you said, everybody beatable. Uh, you see, you see it almost every week. It's some crazy upset with a team that nobody expected to be in the game ends up winning and stuff like that. So I mean, and you also, for me personally, I just feel like <clears throat> everybody on the team got to be where their feet are. You can't you can't focus on the uh, the end of the season or however the last week went. You know, you got to focus on the game that's in front of you or the practice or the, even the rep that you you're gonna go do right now. Because in the end, it all it all it all paid up. All right, David, Chris, anything else before we wrap up? Oh, sorry. Go Gators, man. Now, I just wanted to say, man, uh, thank you all for allowing me to do this again, co-host this uh, Gator Collective Space, and uh, shout out to all the the players that took their time out of their day. I know they got a lot of studying, practice, and uh, schoolwork, and obviously, we do appreciate everything that you guys do on the field, sacrificing your health, plus, you know, your time away from family and and everything else, and doing the, playing the sport that you love to play, so really do appreciate it, y'all. Most definitely. Um, it was great to 
co-host again with, with David and with Jen. And um, I want to thank you all for coming on tonight. And I just want to say, like, you guys definitely have, I think, made us proud uh, the last couple of weeks here and, and have us very excited about the future of this program for all the efforts that you've put in thus far. So we can't wait to see what the rest of the season has in store. And I think that's kind of been one of the things, Chris, like you, you just touched on there is that when we started thinking about this spaces tonight, we're like, gosh, here we are. We haven't had the spaces in a while. And I think that all the Gator fans are really feeling positive about the direction that the program is heading about the athletes that we have on this team, about their mindset, about their character and um, their commitment to the program. And I think it's been really great to see the progression, even just in a few months of where they are. And um, it gives us really a lot of um, optimism about the future. So um, really excited. Thank you guys for coming on tonight. Um, we will retweet Ventrell's um, nonprofit link. So if, if anybody wants to help with Hurricane Ian um, efforts, you know, we'll, we'll retweet the link. I think Ventrell can, can retweet it as well. And uh, we'll see you guys out there this weekend. And also keep in mind next weekend, you know, we all love football, but we're the everything school, right? Like support all the athletes and the Gator Collective is doing that across all sports. And so next Friday night before the LSU game, come hang out with us at the social. We'll have um, athletes committed. We've got Colin Castleton and Myron Jones and, Kyle Lofton coming from basketball. We've got some of our national championship track athletes coming out there. Um, gymnasts, tennis, baseball, like softball, all the top athletes across all sports are going to be there to sign autographs, take pictures and just hang out with you. So um, check it out, come out, you know, keep investing in what we're doing at UF because it is unlike any other school and uh, you know, it's just nothing like the Gators. So appreciate y'all. Um, guys, anything else you want to add or you good on that? I know Desmond, we're, we're not looking for you to, to leave despite the Miami fiends efforts on that, but, um, anything else you guys want to add for this before we, we log off for the night? Oh, uh, we appreciate everybody's support and, uh, go Gators. Yeah. I don't, I don't plan on going nowhere for sure. Uh, but yeah, like, like I said, appreciate the support. Thank you. He doesn't feel like losing to middle Tennessee. Definitely. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate everybody. Thanks, y'all. Have a good night. We'll we'll be in touch soon. Like we said, um, expect these probably every week. So looking forward to it. Good night, y'all. All right, Gator Collective Space, man. As they said, they host those every now and then. And of course, you you miss it. They do record it on their Twitter as well, to where you can access it from their Twitter. And uh, you can access it from here, uh, upload it here for you folks. But uh, that'll do it, man. <laughs> that was uh, that was funny when um, the Miami fan was just trying to recruit Desmond Watson, and he pretty much just said, no, I'd rather play in a better conference and not the, uh, you know, almost competitive conference. <laughs> uh, that was the highlight of that Twitter space. But you get that, man. You get a lot of silliness. You get a lot of serious questions, of course, at the beginning, and then some of it's funny as well. Uh, but it's just a kind of laid back, relax, uh, have a good time with the players, let some fans ask some questions, and, uh, you know, pretty interesting, man. It's really funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that Miami fan uh, probably won't be back in a space and probably won't be trying to recruit players that are already uh, uh, signed with Florida. So, uh, that's, that's pretty funny. I got to give Desmond Watson a shout out for that, but folks, that will do it for this bonus episode 
of Getting Swamped, your latest in football statistics, special guests, and social media. Thank you for listening to the bonus episode of Getting Swamped.